Welcome to the Go Team Life, Meaning of Life, Quest HQ with our special guest, Lisa Galatis. This podcast has been designed to be able to highlight quality questions to ask ourselves to create a quality of our life. Go Team Live is powered by Game On, an app that we developed to be able to create a powerful quality of series of questions to daily be able to tap on what it is that can be achieved when we set our mind to answering these quality questions. They say that we are the average of the five people that we spend the most time with. And if you're surrounded by people that don't have a high vibration or don't dig around into these, you know, existential questions and and things that, you know, really create an inspiration and a curiosity in you, then the Go Team Live community with the Game On system is for you. So today's guest, Lisa Galatis is a friend of mine from Life Coach College, where that was my favorite place to hang out with a bunch of life coaches talking all things about how to inspire, to invigorate, and to live our best lives. Now, Lisa, I saw, was working in the end-of-life sphere, and that is so interesting to me. And after... Our guest Aaron Griffin was on and how much engagement I was receiving from that conversation. I was super excited to get Lisa on as well and see if we could have a look at another side of life, death and afterlife. So this session, we we touched on some energy, the soul connection, and you know we have our question, which created a, a really beautiful you know, response from our audience who all gave us little teasers on on what it was that they were creating for a life lived well. And then we have our discussion at the end, which was, you know, going in all sorts of different directions about life, afterlife and pets and, and things that matter to us that we'd love to discuss on this level. So I had a great time as always, talking about this topic. Uh, and I'd like to check in with Justin Coates, my co-founder on the Game On app and business and just check in on um, Justin. How did you find this rollicking conversation about life and life, death and afterlife? Well, like you said in the intro to, you know, what this platform is for, Um it's like your quest is found in the questions you seek to answer. And, you know, if you don't ask yourself these questions and if you don't interact with these types of people with all these different, you know, understandings and fundamental, you know, teachings that they try to like experience and teach themselves in life, if you don't, you know, walk amongst those questions, you'll never seek to answer them for yourself and find comfort in what you find or or meaning in it for yourself so i think it's super important for like personal growth and development and i took heaps away from this including some of the answers like to the questions i felt more part of a you know a single entity knowing that i'm not the only person who questions some of these things or has these types of answers you know from what what was being spoken about so it was it was really insightful really cool and i think everyone took something from this so yeah 
Yeah, from go to woe, we had an awesome time. I I couldn't have we couldn't have wrapped up better than uh, yeah. than that story from Kerry Christie. So yeah, all right, everybody, uh, download the game on app. It's a simple way to get this sort of potential into your life by answering the questions that mean the most to you where it's practicing gratitude the fastest way to happiness uh, awareness for how you feel improving your emotional intelligence setting your intention and manifesting your best day uh, a mindful moment reducing stress anxiety and finding happiness in the simplicity of your life and organizing non-doing living your lotto life by creating stillness and time for creating uh, solutions to challenges and just flicking the switch on life that is something that, you know, we're always on. It's time to switch off and have a moment to yourself because I think if you were a rich person, hopefully you're carving out time for you. So start your day well, find your way to win the day with Game On. This is the Go Team Live. This is our community gathering. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a review, comments, and uh, it's time to roll the tape with our special guest, Lisa Galavis. Welcome, everybody, to the Go Team Live podcast. We have a special guest with us tonight. We have Lisa Galavis. We met at the Life Coaching College, which is just my favorite place to be meeting like-minded people who just have that passion to help other people in their lives and Lisa loves to be inspiring to people to help them create their best lives she's a person who loves variety and experiences and delving into all sorts of interesting segments of healing modalities from studying ITA life coaching human design uh, craniosacral therapy. She does her own things on the side where she just goes on a thread and takes it and sees what she will find. And those rabbit holes really light her up. And she's been an accountant. She left that as full time to spend more time, passion projects. She does some part time accounting because she obviously still loves <laughs> the numbers game, shuffling numbers around. And she has twin identical boys and a daughter. And her daughter is actually getting an award at the school award ceremony, which completely clashes with our live event. So super grateful that Lisa could come here tonight and give us her time and energy because that as a mother is something that really is a challenge to have that pull in different directions, uh, speaking about what she loves and supporting her daughter. So um, massive gratitude for coming along tonight. And it's interesting that the live event is one of the least flexible things that I've ever produced. So I apologize that it's um, so, so like rigid in that. But while we're here, we can spend some time coloring outside the lines and seeing where we go in this space. So thank you so much for joining us, Lisa. How are you feeling this evening? Thank you for having me, Peter. And uh, lovely to um, see everyone and meet new faces. I know Kerry from um, other 
um, areas of my life. Uh, so that's lovely seeing Kerry tonight. Um, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good, actually, quite relaxed. Um, I think it's it's amazing when you look back at your life and you sort of see how far you've come because I, I think, you know, five or ten years ago, I would have been so stressed going online and, you know, doing a talk in front of people, whether it's five people or 500 people, you know, it, it used to just stress me out so much. And, uh, and now, you know, like even earlier today, I was thinking, oh, am I, am I nervous? Am I stressed? I'm going eh, a little bit, but you know, not, not like I used to be. So <laughs> it's lovely when you can reflect back and see that, that, you know, where you sort of come to, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same. I, I wonder myself, I'm like, how am I feeling? Because I certainly don't um, find myself to have a a great memory, b to be highly intelligent. But I utilize this space to be able to lean on my guest and my audience to bring that community knowledge that I believe to be so valuable, um, and and that's my favorite way to learn is to hear other people's um, stories. Uh, what they've learned and and their knowledge share, I think, is of great value to me, and hopefully other people get that knock-on effect too from my you know great interest in this space. So, I um yeah, I thank you for bringing your knowledge to the table, and and as much as it's a little nervous excitement, um, <laughs> you know, once we start asking a few questions, you I'm sure you just find your flow, as we do. Now, I'm wearing my heaven shirt. It's my favorite shirt to wear when I want to feel in my absolute best place and self because what I didn't add to that introduction is that um, I saw that Lisa was doing end-of-life work and uh, working on being a death doula. And after having Aaron Griffiths on the um, podcast a couple of weeks ago and, and I've just been asking people before you know it takes a little while to plan these things out I'm so intrigued in that phase and that way that we do life um, and and speaking with you to prepare for this um, I really saw you light up when we spoke about energy and and so I'm going to ask you a few questions about how that goes and uh, so now I'd love to ask you, Lisa, to take us through a short meditation to find our grounding and uh, get our attention away from the wildness of the day and, and whatever obstacles and challenges and, and things that our mind was busy um, trying to find solutions for. And yeah, we'd love to sink in and find our space here with the Go Team Live community uh, little chat. So Please, if you would like to take us on a journey, whichever way you choose, meditation, prayer, whatever is your vibe, would love to participate. Thanks, Peter, and um, thanks, everyone. So, yes, it's um, it may be a meditation, but it's just a few words around a bit of life and death, um, something to just, I guess, ponder, think about as I as I read through my little little the, the things I've put together. Um, yeah, just something to think about. So I guess if you want to get comfortable, um, just take a a nice deep breath in and just uh, exhale and let it all out. If you want to close your eyes, um, do so. If you want to leave them open, do so. Whatever you're comfortable doing, whatever puts you in that space of relaxation, 
and just feeling into the body and just feeling into the mind, I'd say, as well. But don't let that mind and the chatter take over as we normally do. So if we just want to relax, feel the body. And I'll get started. So life in every moment weaves a tapestry of experiences that range from the sublime to the challenging. It is a journey filled with the essence of existence itself, a symphony of laughter, tears, and the quiet whispers of introspection. In contemplating life, we inevitably encounter its counterpart, death, the mysterious threshold that reminds us of the fleeting nature of our time here on this earth. Gratitude emerges as a profound response to the awareness of life's transience. Each breath becomes a whisper of thanks and every sunrise a gentle reminder of the gift of another day. It is in the recognition of our finite existence that the colors of gratitude paint our perception encouraging us to find richness in the ordinary and meaning in the seemingly mundane. In the midst of this cosmic dance between life and death, a profound question lingers. Who are we truly? Beyond the roles we play, the titles we carry, and the masks we wear, there lies an authentic essence. It's the quiet core of our being, untouched by the external noise, a sacred space where our truest self resides. Exploring this inner terrain becomes a lifelong journey of self-discovery, unraveling the layers to reveal the beauty of our authentic existence. So let us embrace life with gratitude, acknowledge the inevitability of death, as a companion on this journey and delve into the mystery of our true selves. In this exploration, we may find that the essence of who we are goes beyond the ephemeral nature of life and death, resonating with the timeless rhythm of existence itself. And I'll let you just sit with that for a moment. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes and Come back to the space. Thank you, Lisa. You're welcome. I um I mentioned in a little invite that I threw out this afternoon to people that we were going to talk about um life energy force and and that cycle of life. Now before we get to the, the energy and and vibration um i'd just like to ask how you came to be now working in end of life doula how did you find your your self in this end of life doula work um i think it you know it's one of those things that kind of finds you um i would never have yeah i guess i just never a knew much about it and um i guess you you know if somebody had told me that that's sort of the path I'd be journeying down, I, I would have sort of been a bit surprised. But I, um, I've always been, look, you know, I've always looked at, I, I was telling you earlier, um, Peter, I've always looked at birth doula because my birth experiences were not 
um, were not great. And I know that if I had a support person with me throughout that journey and at the actual birth, you know, both times, I think my experiences could have been very different. So when I came across this talk that um, uh, this lady was having and discussing end-of-life doulas, um, I joined the chat and I, I was listening and, it abs- I don't know, it just absolutely resonated with me. I just loved what I heard. And maybe it's because I'm now sitting on that side of the, you know, the the 50, <laughs> I've hit that 50 line, year line and um, or mark in life. And, you know, you're heading to the other side rather than being on the youthful side of life. And you realize, you know, that death is, well, it's inevitable, but I think it, it, it sort of hits home more as you get older. And um, I just realized that, gosh, you know, our perception of death and how we treat it and funerals and just the whole thing around death is just so morbid and and awful quite honestly for me my experiences have also been very awful and and I just thought if you know if we had people out there that were the support and could give the support and um and be the voice of the person who's you know on that end of life journey and their family well what a beautiful experience to to make it as as beautiful as it can be in at a time like that it's not to say that it alleviates the grief. It doesn't remove any of that, and that's not the point. The point is we're here to feel the grief, and we will feel it, of course, the sadness, the grief, and everything else that comes with it. But I think there's a lot more to it that we can, I guess, be involved in to exit this life on our terms. Yeah, the the value of discussion and talking about this in a matter of fact way where we can alleviate some of the fear and really uh improve the the roller coaster effect by helping people feel like this is part of life let's not try too hard to run away from it and avoid it and make it you know something of an unknown quantity mm-hmm and and try and normalize this um just to lighten it just just the you know one or just by one or two you know digits just to just to make things a little easier to to live with because i think it's almost easier for people to um to be the person with the illness or you know to be going down that route than it is for the people around you know Mm. the the people around are really struggling to come to terms with this. Um, so you, you work with um, the the families, the people with the illness that are that are looking at an end of life phase for themselves. Um, yeah. So what is is it fifty fifty? You kind of work with family or the person, or is it the you know what? Who do you work well, with? The person who's who's on who's on that end of life journey because okay. they really the they really the client let's say you know okay yeah I mean it's it's all it is all about them at the end of the day so really it's about what they are wanting um, because oftentimes I think you know people don't really listen to what we all do this even in life you know we don't really listen to what people want um, and I think when you're emotionally attached and involved in those that situation that environment it's really hard sometimes to step away from it and say hold on you know and not to keep putting your ideas or 
your thoughts and beliefs in it. So it's really about that person first and foremost, and then how to navigate the rest of the family and the dynamics around that and the emotions that come with it as well. I know when my grandma was um, in a, you know, end of life phase, the family just didn't even want to tell her that she was dying. And Mm -hmm. I was stunned. I was like, why wouldn't you let someone know that they're in a really bad way? Like, you know, there was, there was an element of hope that there was, they were trying to hang on to hope because she was healthy before she had um, this accident. And so I think they thought that she could get back because she was a healthy person. There was a chance. And if they told her Mm -hmm. that she was dying or, you know, really not well, then she may have given up, but, um, but wow. Like for me who sees things differently, if I'm dying, can you guys please tell me? <laughs> I'd really I'll like to know. know. Um, I think I'd have something. I'd, I'd say different things. I'd do things differently. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's another thing we were talking about, Peter, is, you know, when people are, the thing is we wait for people to to pass on to say the things we want to say to them. Why do we wait until then? And I see Andy feels that. I know. We should be having living wakes. We should be, you know, having these celebrations when we're still alive and telling people, you know, I, you know, I, I, what we feel about them and let that person who's on their way out tell us, you know. Um, I just think we, you know, we wait far too long to let things out. Well, you're, you're in your 50th year uh, and I... I like how you um, you're using the whole year. You said I'm 50 all year, <laughs> so it's like a a year long celebration. I, th- I think I mentioned that I like spanning it at least a week and a bit, um, but you're going for the whole year, which I like. That's something I've added to my kids' birthdays is we discuss like we all take turns in saying what great memory or what we like about the mm-hmm. person, and I suppose that's sort of a for me utilizing this understanding that life is not infinite um so well on you know body so you know just to be able to make the most of these these marker points and christmas is another one where you know you kind mm-hmm. of look around the the room and just see everybody that's there um because each year year is a long time year can be a very long time and mm-hmm. a lot happens in a year so um, yeah, I like to think that I'm trying to do things differently in that respect. Mm, mm, I think that's great. And I think it's it's a it's a fabulous habit to start with young kids. You know what I mean? It, for all of us, really. Because if you're doing it in your everyday life with the, with the smaller things, I mean, well, a birth is not small, but I'm saying with those little celebrations or big celebrations, it then just becomes natural. And you can then say it to people even when there isn't a celebration. You know, you can say those beautiful things. You're wonderful. You're this, you're that, whatever it might be, and, and be able to acknowledge people because it's just a natural thing for you. Yeah. One of so, my favorite yeah. stories about the value of gratitude is when Martin Seligman's positive psychology course, everyone writes a letter of gratitude to somebody that's helped their life in some way. And they may not know it and they give the letter or they read the letter out 
And this one uh, young guy's um, brother had um, tragically died in a car crash. And so he went back to the family and he was giving, you know, he wrote his letter to his parents and thanks for the life that they'd created for him. And I believe they probably did the same thing for all of their children. And for him to be able to come to that place of tragedy and sadness and read out this letter of gratitude for the family of, you know, the parents and what a great job they've done. And just to be able to shift the energy of that moment, like how else do you shift energy like that than just to paint the picture of what fantastic parents you were and obviously what, what a great gifted life this young man had before he, you know, tragically passed. So yeah, yeah. that, that practicing of delivering gratitude, thanks, you know, memories and reverence for each other, you know, in, in, in readiness and making it easier yeah. when, it, when, you know, things are difficult to be able to do something similar. Um, yeah, you're right. That is a kind of a learnt skill maybe. Yeah, yeah. And it's these little, it's actually this, the little habits that we do every day that actually transform into the bigger things in our lives, really. You know, it's sometimes the most simple things um, in life. It's, you know, it's exactly what you just said, Peter, is that shifting the energy, you know. Uh, I mean, death, you know, of course, it's it's a sad time and it's 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 not nice to know that, that the person that you love and is in the family is, you know, is, is passing on and won't be here with us. But I think if, if we can shift that energy around the the belief of it of of death and how how we're all when i say we have how we're all feeling not to say that we as i've said before to remove the grief is not about that but shifting the energy from maybe a the loss of the situation to a celebration of that person's life rather you know isn't that just so much more i don't know enlightening enheartening you know it doesn't it make doesn't it make you feel better about what's about to happen you know so I think an energy shift is is just so important. And an inspiration. Like these people are, you know, when you go to a funeral, it's always this inspiring tale of this life lived well. And, you know, through challenges mm. and, you know, wow, they had to do this and this and oh my goodness. So, you know, your your love of inspiring people kind of fits into this connection with the, end of life because there's so many inspiring you know parts to that story you've got the death cafe um coming well, I'm up getting, yes I'm, I'm, yes i'm working at um, getting that started but there are there are a group of doulas here in perth uh, end of life doulas so we get together and we're working at uh, getting a death cafe up and running so there are some already happening i think at guildford way and Fremantle, but um I do want to get one started. So I'm looking maybe Woodville area to get something happening up this end. Um, and that's just a, a get, get together really and a discussion around death, you know, and your experiences and people can just share, share information or experiences. It's not, it's not a counseling session. It's not a place to go and offload grief, but it is a place where we can have discussions where people can ask questions and, and I guess get more comfortable with the word death and the whole experience of death. I think maybe the big draw is, um, you know, not feeling like you're alone and, yeah. you know, when somebody has passed and if it's a life partner, um, 
you know, that's probably part of the appeal too, to be able to have people that, um, you know, understand what you're going through maybe. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Knowing. Um, now, when I spoke to you on the weekend, you really lit up when we started talking about energy. Your whole face, everything about you like really struck a chord. So you were just explaining to me um, before we press record about um, this Rife machine and and the frequency, and I found that to be extremely quirky and cool. Uh, <laughs> now, now, your love of energy, where does that stem from and, and how does that fit maybe with... Um, the people that you're working with now, like how, how do you kind of blend that into the end of life work? I think um, with with energy stuff, well, look, I mean, the ITA, you know, ITA energy medicine that I um, have studied works with the actually, it's a little bit like, you know, your kinesiologies and your reikis and, and you know, all that sort of, um, I guess, those modalities that work in the energy field right so it works the physical body it works in the energy systems because we've got energy systems our chakras our meridian pathways all all those um systems that are running at the same time i guess and operating at the same time as our physical body but together with that we have our everyday i guess on a physical level is the words we speak you know the food we eat all of that carries vibration so you know and i think one of the biggest things i'm starting to realize is i mean it seems obvious but I think we really bypass it, and that is the words and the language that we use in our everyday life. You know, we every word has a vibration and a frequency. And, um, you know, when I think we just randomly use words, um, when we feel low, we use more low vibration words, and that just brings us, you know, keeps pulling us lower. So um, I think it's about um, how do we raise that fr- our frequency and our vibration so that we can elevate those emotions we're feeling. Now, I'm not saying we're going from uh, depressed into absolute joy. That's just ridiculous because it ain't going to happen. We all have our highs and lows. But if we can just shift, as you said earlier, Peter, you know, just that a few degrees of a change in mindset or how we perceive things makes a big difference. So if we're going from feeling really, you know, um, intense grief to just sadness, that's a shift already, you know. And if so, I'm so I think the the change of frequency um, and and vibration in our everyday lives, um, moving into that end of life space, I think it's about the fear based fear around death, as in let's not you know make the decisions. You decide how you want to exit this life. Um, speak to the people you want to speak to. Uh, embrace the ones you want to don't speak to the ones you don't want to but I guess within yourself let go of those things that have held you down that have kept you in that low vibration you don't have to go and apologize to the person or do whatever but I'm saying there's a lot of anger and you know frustration and and all those kind of things happening within all our lives so if we can shift those uh, emotions to a better frequency and a vibration I think that exit and our end of life transitions a little bit easier. I like the thought of um, our our soul having like an eternal yes. you know, journey. 
Yeah, yeah. And while our body, you know, goes to, you know, a, a zero vibration when we yes. no longer have a functional body, our our soul continues. Like, what's your um, thoughts on that? I'm, I'm, I'm sure somebody working in this space has a thought on 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 this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I look, I'm I'm in agreement with you. I absolutely believe that this body is just the vehicle for this experience in this lifetime. Um, you know, my husband always says, "See this as a holiday. Your soul has chosen this holiday destination in this in this moment in time." You know, so um and and you know i've been i've been listening to this um guy matthias de stefano i mentioned him to you um and it's just fascinating what he talks about because um he also talks a lot about death and um you know the vibration and the frequency that you really that the soul will exit this body on so the frequency you're at when you exit um and yeah i absolutely believe that we're here to experience life in all its glory good bad and ugly um and take the learnings along with us and i do think we you know we are we obviously have had well i believe we've had lots of lives and experiences and um maybe we just keep coming back when we have certain certain <laughs> learnings that we're just not getting <laughs> oh that's a hard one to swallow at times Yes. When I'm working in a ceiling space and uh, hot, hot and <laughs> sweating away and itchy, but I I love the term of phrase that we are, you know, our souls chose this holiday. Now, um, I could use that because I need those um little buzz phrases to to have a laugh <laughs> at, <laughs> yes. at the situations I get myself in, um. Yeah, brilliant. I love that. I love that. Um, I was listening today to a podcast about end of life and afterlife. And the there's such a beautiful consistency with people, no matter what religion or culture that they um, find themselves in that have a very mm -hmm. similar experience uh, if they do, in fact, come back from that place. and yeah, is there anything that um, that you follow, like books or you know series or things that you love or you that impacted the way you think about this? Um, I think this uh, this guy, um, Matthias de Stefano, who has been interviewed, and he's um, he he has his own. He started his own school in uh, terms of getting people on a little bit like what you're doing here with this podcast, getting different people to come and do talks and educate um, others and you know share their knowledge. But um, he he has he's here to remember, and he has remembered most of his previous lifetimes. So he remembers his lives and the death, and then coming back again to live another life. So he remembers being a woman, a man, a mother, a father. You know, at times he remembers like people that are here with him, that they've lived other lifetimes together. So it's fascinating to hear his, like when he talks about death and how he talks a lot about the frequency and the vibration. And, um, you know, it's it's also an interesting concept, which I'm, I guess I'm just trying to get my head around because sometimes these 
these talks you have to listen to a few times just you know to get the different angles and just to, for it to sort of sink in because the first time you hear it you go what it doesn't make any sense but he talked you know he talks about um the when our soul you know we say our soul chooses this body or this family or this life or this experience but he talks about it is a pure frequency connection so you know you could exit this life on a really high frequency and be high vibe right but you come back into really challenging low vibe environments and yes there are learnings in that but i guess i've i've realized that it doesn't matter whether you have vibe or low as it's in balance it's out of balance it's we're, what we're looking for really is the balance of the two because just like birth and death is really on the same scale it's it's the same line it's the same frequency or the line it's just different ends of it so whether you're really low or really high you're going to come back to the opposite so that you can experience and work towards getting the actual balance of the two so you know at, at, at the end of the day it's it's really it all just boils down to frequency in my eyes <laughs> yeah i love uh listening to people um talking about past lives and um one thing i noticed when we did the life coaching college and we did timeline therapy is mm -hmm. how quickly people when they chose when a situation happened was like either in utero or like in a previous life and how quickly they just went yes that's when it when i experienced that and for me at the time i was like how could they possibly have known or felt that but they were very quick to say and and i think like, it, it comes down to like a consciousness right where i wasn't like in tune with that and i wasn't giving that space to to land mm -hmm. and and the deeper you go into this work the more space you give it and the more energy you allow in to be able to give you this knowledge yep yep i totally agree with that the other um the other thing about i guess experiences and 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 life is you know a, a mentor of mine once um said the you know the more experiences you have, the cycles kind of start and, and start moving faster. So I, I think now, you know, as we, we are seeing time is just moving really fast. I don't know. I just find it's, it's just, it's just really things are happening quicker. The years just going by, days are going by. And I think the, because the frequency and vibration is lifting just of, of humanity, really the planet, humanity and everybody else, because there are more and more people open to this work questioning curious so the vibration so it's so the cycle is just moving the vibrations elevating we're having more experiences the cycle shifting and we're just cycling quicker and quicker which is great because it's bringing about a lot more experiences for us and that's what we're here for you know we don't want to sit stagnant moving along at like snail's pace the time for that's over so you know it's exactly that open the mind open consciousness allow, you know be curious you don't have to believe everything. What resonates, go with, and what doesn't, leave it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely are in a uh, hockey tick uh, of, of conscious awareness and um, 
and just technology and things. And uh, mm. there's never been a time quite like it. Mm. So it's also a good time to um, just take a moment and think about the deep questions. Now, I'm going to ask you for your question for the audience. And before I do, I'd love to know where your head was at or what you were thinking. I know you had this question up your sleeve. You're pretty comfortable, pretty confident that this was the question you're going to ask. Um, and yeah, I'd just love to hear a story about where the question may have come from. So I think where it's it sort of originated from is when I started getting into, um, you know, a more, I guess, holistic lifestyle and the mind started opening up a bit more and um, I got into um, you know the energy stuff and the frequency stuff and and you often hear um, a lot of these you know people well-spoken people saying um, that you know we're doing it for we're not just doing it for ourselves right right I mean we, we're doing it for our kids and the, for future generations and so that sort of led into me thinking Oh, exactly. Okay, so it's it's so this. I mean, it is for it is for the future, really, for my kids' future and for future generations. I may not even, I may not even end up seeing, you know, the fruits of I guess what we're trying to build here. We may get snippets of it, but we may not. Um, although if I reincarnate, I probably will. But <laughs> that's I had that thought the other day too. So I probably will if I come back in about fifty years' time. But um, so that kind of led to my question, which I'll put out there is, um, what what legacy do you want to leave behind? What do you want people, friends, family, anybody you know, even people that have just met you once, what would you love to be remembered for? Because I think a lot of the time, the things when I do that, when when I do stuff, I kind of think, how is this impacting? Is this can this impact like have a long sustainable impact or is this just in the moment going to make the difference? Oh, this is a great question. I think about this a lot and I think about other people's legacy. Yeah. So I try and figure out, for example, my dad, my dad is on a journey of being in service to people and um, he won't listen to this podcast, so I can say, I can be very honest about this, is there's times where I wonder, Dad, why are you spending so much time in service to others beyond your own family? Now, it's not to say that Dad doesn't do a lot. Okay, I'm very harsh on him where I shouldn't be so harsh because he does do a lot for the family. And without him being in service to other people would send him crazy. You know, like he's got a bigger picture. He's got a bigger ideal and, and he loves helping people. And, and there's organizations and groups that he actually runs that, you know, makes him feel like he's in purpose. Um, so, and that has a knock-on effect to me. Okay, so he's had that passed down to him from his like own mother, who was always a volunteer. I don't think she ever um, had a paid job, but she was always volunteering, you know, and just such a, an amazing worker. And in that sense, and so that's knocked on to dad. And now I am doing my own thing in that same way. You know, I've got game on where I'm hoping to create 
a platform for people to congregate as a community to you know delve into questions and and resonate together and you know whether that's you know because <laughs> dad's in um the uniting church so they're not a cult but they're the you know they're they're all following this path and and these learnings and teachings so I am in, you know, and dad's really doing a lot of work there. Um, and so I find myself just very naturally wanting to lead this path of trying to help people, you know, live their life in their best way and their best self. And and like I was saying with just, you know, raising people, you know, just a, a percentage or two in their happiness scale, just simply, you know, I'd hope to leave a legacy of, the work that I've done to date, um, you know, like even the the laughter yoga video um, that, oh, sorry, the laughter on a train video from the Liberators. Uh, I've actually got Peter Sharp that created that video on the podcast next week. And, um, and that's just almost clicking over to 25 million views. And, you know, that, I think everybody watches that video with someone like it's pretty rare as much as people are generally on their phone. I think it gets a lot of shares and I think it gets a lot of people kind of getting around each other and watching it together. So with my love of the laughter yoga and, and journaling in a community, um, I hope I can create this beautiful connection with people I don't even know and and hopefully you know once my time is done and you know if I've got some moments to take stock on my life um you know I've luckily got four kids and you know I can only hope that you know I've got the opportunity to have a conversation with them and, and just feel content with what I've put out in the world to to help them feel like maybe not them so much but I'd like to make people feel like I was you know putting value into the world to be able to help create these these experiences and, and just lightening light you know light-hearted let the light-hearted spirit flow so I think my legacy would be hoping that I can help people see the lighter side of life. And I, I think I've even created a song or maybe I've heard it before, but it, it, I think it goes like, always look on the bright side of life, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. But no, I did not create that song at all. Um, but, but I think that's my legacy. And I, I'm very happy with that. It makes me feel good. And whether I'm working towards a happy funeral, um, I think I, I think I probably am. I think you are. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to answer the question, Lisa? What legacy are you creating? I think um, once again, I go back to the inspiration. I, I, I just hope I can. I like I. I'd like to be remembered um, by whoever has met me um, that 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 you know that I, I've 
managed to put a smile on their face and inspired them to, I guess, change, embrace, do whatever it is, big or small, that they maybe have been too afraid to do. You know, take that step, make the change, say whatever it is you want to say. It doesn't matter. Just just do it. Mm. Yeah, wow, that's just I think, do it. Just you do it. You can get T-shirts made. <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we are having a good brainstorming session here. Oh, no. um, <laughs> do we have any lawyers? Um, <laughs> you have no <laughs> We're going to have to try and find a way to make this happen. <laughs> oh, beautiful. I love that. Yeah, insp inspirational people um, are definitely in short supply. We just more inspiration, please. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Would anyone else like to yeah, put their I'll hand share. up and. I'll share. Um, I think we, I don't know, you get people on this podcast, it's all like minded people. I think we might end up overlapping on all our um legacy uh goals but i would i would like to bring a lot of the old shamanic traditions and wisdom teachings to the new earth um and to now my um started writing a book and creating courses which are not just for me it's for future generations and my daughter around um taking people from suffering to grace and knowing who they are so know thyself um because yeah suffering is just not necessary there you go that's my yeah do you know that's a beautiful place to start when you're creating a course to mm -hmm. want to share it with your kids you know putting things down saying okay i'm putting this because i would like my own child to be able to pick this up one day and to put a record of it um, is for the greater good of my daughter, and I hope that you enjoy it too. That yep. it makes so much sense. Thanks, Lorraine. I look forward to that. That'd be amazing. Please do. Oh, I just have to say I love that because I I love traditions and rituals and ceremonies, and I think they're so important, so important, and and a lot of them have been lost or. The way they're done now has, I think there's an element of it, them that have been lost and the real meaning of it, you know, because a lot of, you know, churches and 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 cultures will still follow certain traditions, and it's it's just beautiful when everyone gets together and and does those ceremonies and participates. So I think that's just beautiful. I love looking at the old, um, you know, the way the um, Lakota Indians do it, or any of the the older um, shamanic tribes. Everything is a ceremony. Everything. Mm. Getting up is the ceremony, waking yeah. up, eating, cleansing, family time, learning. It's all a ritual of gratitude and the elements. And it's um a really, really beautiful way to live. Um and it's it's refreshing. It's healthy. It's yeah. it's, it's nice. Mm. It's beautiful. A friend of mine says laugh, I think she calls it laugh is the ritual. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. That's right. Lorraine, can you give us a teaser? How does one wake up in a ceremonial uh, fashion? So even, um, you know, your ceremonies and your rituals are all your own, you know. So even myself, I wake up in the morning, I've got a, a really nice morning ritual. I spend maybe an hour and a half to two hours by myself before I go up to the world. 
you know, I'm um, waking up, I'm having gratitude, I'm doing a meditation, I'm welcoming in my guides to start the day, I'm channeling, I'm reading my mission, um, I'm writing in my journal, any dreams and stuff like that. So it's really about me connecting to spirit, connecting to myself um, and creating my life through reading the mission, the vision, the goals and getting more and more and more clarity around that. Every time you read it, you um, fall deeper into it. I mean, it really, so that ritual then sets me up in a beautiful way for my daughter waking up. I can then be mummy. I've had me time. I'm not frantic. I'm energized. I'm, I'm centered. And then, you know, the breakfast table is, is a ritual. It is, you know, it's just, just putting intention into everything, really. Okay. That is sensational. It's simple and it makes sense and it's, it's the intention that sets it apart. Thank you, Miranda. Beautiful. I look forward to the full course. And what a beautiful vibration and frequency to start your day off on. Well, that, that's, <laughs> that's power. Yeah. I mean, that is power, yeah. And that <laughs> resonates in the whole house, you know, like that's that's the joy of that and, and these practices to be able to benefit the people beyond you you know we're working on ourselves so that we're in good service to others so thank you so much um who else would like to share harry please um, i think we know mine <laughs> um so my legacy would be that I taught people how to truly love themselves because then they're willing to leave people and situations that don't serve them well. Once you love yourself, you won't put up with stuff and situations. So, um, and if I can make my mark in the abuse world to help women build themselves back up from you know, abusive relationships, then my work will be done here on this earth. Can you give us in this little uh, teaser uh, event, what would be one tip you could give us to, um, you know, create that vibration and energy of loving of thyself? What's a simple thing, simple step? Simple thing is to look in the mirror every morning and look at yourself in your eyes and tell yourself that you love yourself it's as simple as that and actually it's really hard to do most people like go Ooh. like Ooh. um and it's quite weird when you first start doing it so i say fake it till you make it so even if you have to look in the mirror and say the words and you don't fully believe them in your heart just keep doing it just keep doing it every morning and it, it actually gets to the point where you struggle to look in the mirror and say anything negative to yourself so everybody try that tomorrow morning tell yourself that you love yourself yeah i love that challenge thank you challenge accepted thank you carrie thank you very much for your share justin you raised your hand i did i've taken a lot from this so far it's really cool i'm liking this um it's funny, the legacy being the question, because I've been touching on that all week 
like based on this uh, perception, realization, actualization, manifestation sort of thing. And um, I'm not a hundred percent yet on what I want it to be, but I know what it's focused around and it's, it, it's like, I want to be around for paving the way or teaching a framework but what I want to leave behind is like a blueprint, like for unison or synarchy, like something unquestionably easy to follow for, you know, any individual to be able to work with any other individual, like just, you know, in a lot of different ways, like in relationships, in business, in like all aspects of life, you know. Um, so if I could leave behind a, a way forward in that sense like a like I said a blueprint after having put into practice a framework I'd be pretty happy with that but I think that that just encompasses a pretty broad range of deeper inside you know me what is that actual thing so but yeah that was an awesome question thank you so much for the question Justin I think for me looking at you and the work that you do um you know, your work is so tangible, you know, on such a broad scale that, um, you know, and, and the and music you create, to, you know, the apps and things that you create are, you know, right right there. So, you know, it must be a beautiful thing to be able to create things that have got that time expansion where they're there, you know. I'm sure in technology world, you know, things don't last forever, but uh, maybe the music and <laughs> and and the morphing of ideas and the inspiration that creates, I think, for you is pretty awesome legacy. I'd like to know uh, that it would be a legacy <laughs> before it becomes one. <laughs> but yeah, thank you. Yeah. Sometimes I have to just say, sometimes Justin, the the beauty is actually in the not knowing because I think, you know, and and this is the thing, I think it's sometimes it, it's an evolving evolving question and topic. You know, you, you start off with one thing and, and it leads you down another path and then you go, actually, I wanted to do this, but really this is kind of where I stand with it. So, it you know, we sometimes, it, it takes a while to pinpoint, but it's a beautiful start. And I think, you know, the minute we can start, um, when you start with that thought, the verbalizing it, the thinking it, the focus on it is what then just brings it to fruition. So it's a beautiful beginning, you know, and a start for, for you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, resonate with that, like, deeply. Thanks, Justin. Mandy, would you like to? Yeah, thank you. It was beautiful, Lisa, how you just said that it can evolve, it can change, because mine seems to forever evolve. But I'm just going to go with what is present right in this moment. And for me, it's I want to be remembered for leaving a spark in people's whatever, whatever part of the body they pick <laughs> that ignites them. And whether it's just a very little flame that is still burning or it's been long forgotten or it's already shining bright, but just that I throw the match and it just blows up and they remember Maybe not why they're here, but what makes their day so that we don't come to the end of the, uh, on, to the end of our life and think, Oh, 
I wanted to do all these things, but I never got to do them because blah, blah, blah. And for me, it's really important that people remember me for that they could relax around me to just be, what did I write down? That they kind of, they are naked, but they're still dressed, if that makes sense. So they are dressed in clothes, but they can be naked for who they are. And that they can be comfortable with that. And it doesn't really matter. They just, whether they're on a high, on a low, or anywhere in between. And that they can just feel safe and be whatever they are in that moment without feeling judged or having to be someone else than they are not or that they are. And that I don't have to have endless, big, deep conversations with people to feel that, but that I just walk in the room. And someone said to me, what just happened? Like, that happened really to me. I walked in a room and someone says, oh, did you just turn the light switch on? I said, maybe. <laughs> like, it was really, it's like that. Like, just boom, I'm here. And then, oh, yeah, I feel better already, but we haven't even had a conversation. So not everything that can be felt with the heart is explainable or whatever. And not everything that we feel we can explain with words or even say so. They're invisible. I think want to be remembered for the invisible, but the one that connected with everyone in their own way. That's my thing. Yeah, definitely connection. And uh, Justin sent me a beautiful message today with lots of content. And there was a legacy comment in there for me. I said I could just use that for now. But I'm just going to write this uh, wave now. So doing less and being more without feeling guilty or and bringing it back to simplicity. That's where I'm at tonight. But thank, tomorrow thank morning you, we Mandy. might have a different conversation. Thank you. <laughs> I bumped into Mandy at a cafe today. And, and the legacy that you leave, just the energy that you resonate and the lady behind the counter that you're ordering from was absolutely laughing so much. And then and then after I made my order, the the couple that were in front of me in the queue like you were just yapping away about ice cream and getting tips on other cafes and every single little connection and step that you take uh, is leaving this knock-on effect of this positive, amazing energy that just, you know, you don't, you will never know where that legacy will end, but you're lighting up the path and um, the world is better for it. Thank you, Mandy. Well, thank you all for your answers to that question. And um, I look forward to you, you all, um, you know, showing your your wares and, and leaving your legacy on this beautiful path. But now we have an opportunity to ask Lisa anything that you, that you any questions that you've had as you've been um, very patiently waiting and listening. Um, yeah, if you have any questions, now is your opportunity to you know, as an audience, be able to ask her anything. Not so much as a question, but I wanted to go, I wanted to hear like deeper, um, like I guess thoughts from you on this. And it was, I wrote it in my own way as you were talking about it. And it was just, um, I also, it, it does touch on, I love the way um, Peter, you, you summarized the shifting of energies like through gratitude. And I was like, uh, like all the frequencies, the shifting of the, the energies into it. Um, 
And then Peter, when you asked Lisa the question about um, that, you know, before and after sort of belief, you know, chain of thought sort of thing, chain of thought, I wrote that energy does have this concept of it can only be transferred, like it, it can never really truly be destroyed. Uh, what we have in existence is what we make use of. And as you were talking about um, this, uh, I think it was a podcast, this this other person who touches on their past lives, I was imagining, I was thinking, you know, what if the limitations of, you know, one's imagination is the experiences we've had in these past lives? And I've played around with the thought, and I've played around with this in the past as well, that, you know, perhaps we were looking down and we we picked a wound, you know, we picked a body with a wound and, you know, universe kind of is like, all right, I'll put you in the queue and we'll wait until that body becomes available wherever that is. And, and you know, and it's kind of like you're giving yourself this, not necessarily a challenge, but you're giving yourself this opportunity to take on like a new physical experience and add it to, you know, your overall consciousness or the mm -hmm. overall collective. And I don't know, I just wanted to like, you know, hear your thoughts deeper into that because, you know, do people, when you are, you know, with them or when you're talking with them um, and they're coming close to the end of their human experience, like how many people touch on this type of thought, you know, process? Because I, I find it super tough to imagine what I would be thinking and what I'd be feeling come to that. I'm just curious if, you know, there's a lot of depth there in that sense or, you know, what's your experience with that? I think a lot of people that um, I have come across are not quite, um, I guess, their perception of the physical body uh, and the soul is um, it's still very much 3D. So it's more fear-based because I, I guess if, you, if we perceive that, our soul will then leave this physical body. And there is something more beyond, right? That potentially we can come back if we want to or choose to or whatever the soul does. Whereas um, quite a few, I, I think the, there's still a lot of people out there that are very much in the 3D body only um, perception and belief. So, and that's where that fear comes into it. And this is the other thing of, I guess, working with, you know, end of life is, it's not about what I believe in and it's not about what I, you know, how I perceive it. It's actually all about how that person perceives it. And they're entitled to believe that this may be their end or not or whatever it is that they believe in. You know, we're not there to change anyone's mind. If uh, they're open to a discussion around could it be that our soul stands there and chooses a body and possibly is going to do that for ne the next lifetime or you know, wanting to go on another holiday on earth. But if that's not their belief or they're, they're not spiritual or they're not open to it, then that is not the path I'll go down. So, um, you know, I think there is that element of being respectful of wherever the people, of the person is at and the family is at, um, you know, because it's not about me bringing in my belief or my, you know, little spiritual ceremonies or traditions or, you know, crystals or whatever it is that I might feel comfortable with in that state at that stage of life. I imagine, yeah, there would be like so many um people that sort of just go under the radar with what they 
believe in or what they they think or feel and i just imagine that experiencing and hearing about that would be amazing as much as it is you know upsetting through grief but still amazing to hear what their expectations are and stuff so thanks that was really really cool thank you you're welcome um do you have many people tell you what their regrets are and if if they do do you know what's the biggest regret that people have I think, uh, look, I haven't had too, like, you know, uh, too many cases, like I haven't worked with too many people in this space. I'm starting out. But um, I think one of the um, things that I have come across with uh, is people not telling other people how they feel. I think that's been one of the, one of the main things that we, that they, they do talk about. Um, and I think not, not just the person that is, you know, um, at the end of life, the people around them as well. Uh, so I, I, I found it's the communication. You know, it's not happen. It's not happening at a time when, when it probably sh- could be. You know, and and beneficial. Um, I think I would say that would be the biggest thing that comes out, or the the yeah most common thing. Interesting. Thank you. Um, can I ask this question with a story? Yes. The question is, do you have pets and do you treat them differently after working in end of life? Because just in the last, uh, like Friday, today's Tuesday, so Friday, four days ago, um, I was working somewhere and a bird, little beautiful little bird, um, went straight into a glass door and and the guy that worked there, he was so adorable. Like he did the sweetest thing I've ever seen. He picked up this little bird and we came over and had a look at it and it wasn't looking well, but he put his little finger on the bird's chest and he was trying to get the heart started with the little tiny finger pumps. And I was like, oh, buddy, you're a legend. Like I, I, I'm, and he was like blowing on the bird's face to try and bring it back. And, and we, we were there and, you know, I was giving the bird some space, but the bird, you know, literally passed while we while mm. we were watching them. And then just yesterday I was at a friend's house and uh, he's got this French bulldog. So all, all head, you know, and these big eyes. And I, I come up to this dog and I'm just looking at these big eyes, these big brown eyes, and I'm like, wow, there is <laughs> so much soul in this dog. Like there is... You know, I wouldn't say human spirit, but so much personality. And and my mate said to me um, that once I was gone, he was going to go to the vets and put the dog down because it had had like six of these seizures um, in like the course of the day and and he just couldn't, he just didn't know what to do, but he just had to you know he couldn't have his poor dog just constantly in this this state and and i was because i'm so conscious aware of you know this life spirit and things and i just see these animals with all their soul and and spirit and i i just i'm so connected to them and just to have that happen in the last couple of days just really um made me think of you know just how much you know, in this world of cycles of 
life and death that we have. Um, you know, it's very rare that I've ever had such a close connection mm-hmm. recently. Um, but yeah, do you have pets and like what's your thoughts around pets and, and um, the learnings you get from having pets in your presence? Yep. So yeah, I do have pets. I used to, we used to have a, a little Maltese um, cross lesser Epso. Um, so quite a yappy little dog and quite, you know, um, out there and um, we loved him. Uh, but he, he passed away um, oh, probably about four, four or so years ago. Um, and then we decided to get some cats so we've got two cats now but we've got two rabbits and we've got some fish and we've had quails and so we (laughs) my kids love animals and once we get animals they for life so they don't go anywhere which is wonderful but um yeah so you know interestingly enough once again I kind of look at um and I think I probably have gotten more into the whole uh, understanding of frequency and vibration and the impact or I guess the how our pets interplay even within our auric field our frequencies what's happening in the dynamics of the family the pet that comes into the family um because uh I've, yeah I, you know even the way our dog passed away when I look at it now I kind of think mm, there's sort of signs and signals and I kind of I do believe this is personally that I think our pets take on a lot of our energies and what's going on around us. So, um, you know, if they obviously there's certain there's physical elements that we all experience that are part of aging and the, you know the rest of it. But I do believe that there is an element of um, taking on what's going on around in the family, just like like our kids do with adults. You know, um, if there is a lot of disruption, a lot of disharmony. Kids take on that energy. They feel it. Then they play out. They act up. They do whatever, you know. So I, I think that the a pet's aura, they still have an energetic system. They have an auric field. So I believe it all. We all interplay into each other's um, energy fields and auric fields. Um, and has my attitude or my, I guess, my outlook with my pets changed since I've done end of life? Not really. I think I've always... I think since I've studied ITA energy medicine, because I did the component for animals, so we can do alignments and stuff on our animals. I think my understanding and um, I think my perception of the animals, our animals in our environment has changed to a bit of a deeper understanding, um, definitely, but not necessarily from the end of life side of things, because I think what I, I think they on a bit of a similar path to what we've just been discussing. How do we know that that cat wasn't maybe a bird before? You know, maybe that animal has come into our lives as a protection, as a learning, as a something to guide. It's maybe our guide in this lifetime. So, you know, I really believe my cats are here to guide me and uh, and as a bit of a protection, you know. So I, I just I, do, I just have this feeling that and a connection to them I think they've we've had lifetimes before with it. I've had lifetimes before with them, so I I don't necessarily see them as an animal animal. From that point of view, I think we it's the same. It's just the principles the same. Yeah, that's beautiful. Mm. And funny because we were both actually just lay there thinking, just be. Because I was thinking, oh, I should be doing something. I should be writing. I should be. And then I was like, no, no, no. I just today I just need to be. And Maddie had exactly. 
same thought at the same time. I, I just need to lie here and be. And then this bee appeared and died. Yeah. We can't we can't get a better closing story than that. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. That was stunning and amazing. And uh again, your knowledge share has been of most value to the community and hopefully the legacy we create from being part of this community and sharing um, and the recordings beaming to the world, help our, uh, our world lighten up, be inspired, uh, find the love for themselves, you know, create ceremony of uh, waking up and letting our sparkle energy light the path and use our incredible fingertips to create beautiful technologies that can, uh, you know, create inroads into people's lives as uh, technology is one of the most stunning ways to get that ripple effect going. Lisa, thank you so much. It's been an absolute treat to hear from you and hear your path and much love. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. You're amazing. I'm so sorry. Thank stoked you so much, Peter. Thanks for having me. Share Thanks your vibrations everyone. with us. Thank you. Beautiful. Go team. Thank you. Thanks. Free. Fly my pretties. Fly my pretties indeed. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Go Team Live Meaning of Life. Quest HQ with Lisa Galatis. This was one of those conversations that I just love to have. How about we press record and create something that we can share with people like yourself who couldn't make it to the event this evening. Now, if you would like to join us, we'd love to have you. Maybe you'd like to leave a comment or write a review or share the podcast with somebody that you feel may get some value out of the conversation and the community that we've created. Uh, I was always going to be loving this conversation. It's one of my favorite places to be. I don't think I put a um, trigger warning or the fact that as much as I love talking about end of life, it's not like I'm dancing on someone's grave and I appreciate if you have you know, anyone in your life that's recently passed or is challenged. Uh, I hope that you get some inspiration out of Lisa's, uh, you know, direction in the way that she is working with end of life. And, you know, it's such a fantastic discussion because we're all going to face this one day and to be able to normalise it and to make it something that we can, um, you know, just have a little level of less fear about the inevitable then i believe that to be of huge value to a society that doesn't do death very well so thank you for joining us i'd like to ask justin if uh, you had any uh takeaways that you believe were you know worth highlighting from this event recording yeah, I, I definitely took away a respect for Lisa in that she she openly stated that she wasn't trying to downplay the impact of grief and she wasn't trying to 
belittle it or she wasn't trying to say that it's not a requirement or a needed process but i do like the the idea of by celebrating you know life the life lived before death it's like you can add this um meaning into the mixture of what later becomes grief grief and, and that's that's what i took away from it and and then between you and lisa talking um I also, you know, really liked how how you said like delivering gratitude. You gave a story about this family and and delivering gratitude for like you did such an amazing job, or like you did so, or like thank you for doing and raising your son this way, sort of thing. Like that is a huge shift in energy, and there isn't much you can say to someone who is in the middle of grief, you know, and. I think gratitude is probably one of the only things you can ever contribute to someone who is grieving, and I just think that it was a beautiful reminder listening into this podcast, um, a reminder to celebrate life, um, the way we celebrate life after death, like to try and remind ourselves to celebrate that life before death. You know, and so so I definitely took that away. You know, find the celebrations in other people. Celebrate these other people before before death. You know, the same way you would after death. I think that was a really cool takeaway for me. Mm, yeah, yeah. Practicing these, you know, opportunities to live differently is the highlight reel for me, and and learning from other people's experience the knowledge that they share with the community the audience shares this is my favorite way to learn this is my favorite way to live so thank you all for showing up and being part of this go team live experience we hope that you enjoy the community connection and and feel like you're part of this vibration and you know this improvement and the ripple effect that we uh, working to create here in um, this space. So, love your work. We'd love to hear from you. Write us a review, download the app, um, join Game On. It really does make a difference in my life. And I hope that it can create the same potential with you. And, you know, by hope, I mean it genuinely can. There's so many little golden nuggets to pick up along that journey path of life when you uh, take the simple steps and just because they're you know created to be simple doesn't mean that the benefit is anything other than huge when cumulative effect put into place from a, a daily ritual or practice that you can you know improve upon your day's experience and then the life experience and as we heard from Lorraine's um, morning practice, you know, that that energy that she has for the rest of the day and, you know, what that affects for, you know, her family, you know, for the family home. Um, Game On has that simple effect. If you haven't got an hour and a half to, you know, set yourself to a morning ceremony, then the Game On produces that simply effectively and efficiently and that's why i created it for busy people and this is what my life is all about by creating 
that simple effect that creates a ripple effect that cannot be stopped. So thank you for joining us. Love your work. Go team. 100%. 100%. Go team.